This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Ben Simmons told me that he didn't speak to you on the way out. When was the last time you guys spoke? I'll be out say a week or two uh, before uh, the trade deadline. He's a great player, and I think, you know, whatever he's going to add to Brooklyn, he's going to take him to another level, too. I did a lot of chasing around, you know, yeah. try to get him back and, you know, try to, you know, make him feel comfortable again. You know, it was time, you know, I, yeah. I didn't care anymore. I mean, if you had pride, then maybe there would be hurt that comes with that. Oh, yeah, for sure. Because if I had pride, you know, I'm outspoken, you know, and I'm honest, you know, I could have said, you know, a lot of stuff, but I still did whatever I thought was good uh, to do for as a teammate. This is BetQL Daily from BetQL. QL Embiid on Ben Simmons. Oh, they talked a, a couple weeks ago. Yeah, I'm sure. What was That's one text true. exchange? Yeah, I, I don't believe that. You got to uh, hand it though. Yes, Joe Ostrowski and uh, Cody Decker here. Cody sitting in for Aaron Hawksworth and Joe Giglio. I understand why people don't like Ben Simmons and it's certainly fair, all the criticism that's come his way, but yes. let's not forget what happened at the end of the playoffs last year when the head coach and that guy right there, the MVP contender, Joel Embiid right now, the favorite at most spots uh, to be the MVP when they basically said you're off the team. And it just took a while for Daryl Morey to get his dude and James Harden and, and get it done. But like, that's, that's when this really all started like they they kicked they kicked him off the team right then and there but it was all about ben simmons and not wanting to play basketball and all that that, that was the big narrative until the trade yeah it, a lot of this has just been weird and the extra comments and the one person i feel like we don't ever hear about hear from is ben simmons himself ben simmons. for the most yeah. part it seems like everybody has a lot to say about ben simmons but ben simmons hasn't said a ton to other people is it a mental health issue if it is i hope he gets every ounce of help he could possibly get uh, a guy with that much talent and that bright of a future. But, you know, if it's not, then I, I really, really would like mental health not to be used in as, as an excuse because there's a lot of athletes going through serious mental health issues. Um, but, yeah, it's it's a weird thing when teammates are, or ex-teammates are having no problem going to the media and just dishing out the dirt. And I feel like the NBA is the very best at it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No doubt. We love it. We love that's why it's why we're in. And in a way, the, the best part of the NBA season is the offseason because of all the dirt. <laughs> and and it's it's like, you know, someone that's not going to punch back like Ben Simmons is not talking for the most part. He's not certainly when he talks, he's not going to open up. So Joel Embiid could set the narrative. And that's exactly what he's done throughout. I'm not trying to take anything away from him. And I think it's going to be fascinating what happens with his uh, MVP candidacy here, because is it going to help them if they, if his numbers go down uh, quite obviously, because you have a big offensive threat in Harden 
and but the record goes up. So is that going to make him more likely to be the MVP, or is it going to be strictly about uh, some of his averages game by game? I think I think that's one of the more interesting things uh, since we talk about betting the MVP so much. Mm-hmm. Well, what's gonna what do you think is going to be the thing that actually takes him out of it? Is is it going to be somebody Injury. else's play? Huh? Injury. You think so? Injury. Because it's uh, Joel Embiid and it's his history is he hasn't been able to stay healthy. Um, but but there's not a ton of games left. I mean, there's not. If he just stays healthy for the next 20 games, he's got it in the bag, right? I don't know. So the the MVP straw poll that was done by Tim Bontemps always does it over at ESPN. And he talks a lot to a lot of MVP voters throughout. Now, the first straw poll that he did, usually he tries to do it one-third of the season mark, two-third or two-third mark, and it's a little later than normal. But it was Embiid, obviously, the winner right now, but it was pretty close. Uh, the the one-third mark, it was Curry in a runaway, and that's when he was tearing up the league early on in the season, and there was no doubt he was going to be the MVP. Uh, now it's Embiid, but in this straw poll of 100 voters – he had only two more first place votes than Jokic. Hmm. So Jokic is second. I think it's closer. Now, I don't believe a lot of voters want to give it to Jokic in back-to-back seasons unless there's no other option. But I, I don't think it's a lock for Embiid. He's the favorite. He should be the favorite. He would win it today. But uh, I, I think this next month is going to be pretty big. You know, you mentioned earlier in the show uh... – that Steph Curry, you know, everyone knows Steph Curry has another gear. And yep. does Steph Curry hit that next gear in these next 22 games? Does he get himself, say, above MB possibly? I think so. Because you really? still have that sample size of early on in the season when he tore up. And they, and they had one really bad month. So with that one bad month, if he's back to ridiculous Steph numbers, when when Draymond's back out there, Help, helping them a lot defensively. And if they're able to get the one in the West, I, I don't think it's dead. It, it seems like a four-player race. Now, Curry is where the value is. He's a longer shot. Uh, ja, great year. Maybe he ends up top five. Now Chris Paul's going to miss time, so he's going to fall back. There, there's no contender from Phoenix right now. It's down to four players. It's Embiid, Jokic, and then the longer shots are Giannis, and Steph. If Milwaukee tears it up with the schedule they're going to have in their last 22, 23 games, like there, there's room for Giannis, who who did get nine first place votes here. There's room for Giannis to uh, to shoot up here. And people get people get bored, right? Like I think people are getting bored that Steph's the MVP or that we're, we're going to talk about the same player all season long. So that's why there are f- different flows to the season i mean at one point Embiid was 50 to 1 to be the mvp and right now he's your runaway favorite so it's going to be fascinating to see how much uh harden's presence hurt his numbers can you imagine getting that ticket at 50 to 1 before the season and just sitting on it all season long man that's a good ticket to get your hands on it's it's, uh certainly uh playing the market buying buying at the right right spot there it's um is is there a team that you look at in the uh, NBA, as far as the finals goes, and you're thinking, man, there, there's some value. Not a lot of people are talking about them. Um, I, yeah, I Dallas. I feel like Dallas is 
no one talks about Dallas. In fact, even no. out here in the West, I'm hearing more people talk about the Nuggets and the Jazz way more than Dallas. And Dallas is not fake. They're real. And in that division, you mentioned you mentioned the West just being deep. The West is deep. And currently, we're currently sitting where the Dallas currently sitting fifth in the West. They're 35 and 24. They're only one game really behind the Utah Jazz. Like mm -hmm. Dallas has just been under the radar all season. And there's got to be some value. Where are they currently sitting? What's their ticket at? Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. So, man, they're 42 to 1, same odds. <laughs> okay, Dallas has the same odds as the Lakers. See, you, that's you insane. Can, you me. can look at it that way. Yes. That's just insane to me. A Laker team that not maybe not likely, but has a legitimate chance of not even making the playoffs. To Dallas, who was already in, you know, could they slide in this next next you know 22 games? Yeah, of course they could slide, but I don't see it happening. I mean, are they healthy enough? Or I think they are. I mean, this is a team that could feasibly you know, Memphis is a team that we were not expecting. They're currently sitting with the third spot. There's no mm -hmm. reason at all that the Mavericks couldn't possibly even catch up to Memphis. So we were talking, yeah, we were talking about the Grizzlies earlier and that it's, it's amazing what they've accomplished, but they're not going to win the title. But if we believe that, um, if they continue to sit there in the three spot now, if they play well, easy schedule down the stretch, they could move up to the two. But let, let's say for the purpose of this conversation, they're sitting there at the three. That means they're playing Denver in the first round. Give me Denver. I'll take that. Jokic and, and his guys are getting healthier. I don't mind Denver at all. And that's a team that most people are not discussing. And they're sitting 33 to one. That's pretty decent value right ahead of the, of the Lakers and the Mavs. I'm just still blown away at the Lakers odds. I guess they're just, I guess it's, is it just the LeBron James factor? Uh, even though LeBron, I mean, LeBron, maybe there's questions of whether or not LeBron's lost a step. I still think he's LeBron James. Maybe he's not mm -hmm. the greatest version of LeBron James, but is this just the LeBron effect? Just the fact that he's on this team, the odds will always stay there. Well, yeah, that's part of it. Look, look, look at the Clippers. So the Clippers are one spot ahead of them and they're a hundred to one. And the Lakers are 42 to one. <laughs> so one. it's the LeBron factor, but also there's liability built in because the Lakers at most sports books were the most bet team to win the NBA title before the year started. Mm -hmm. So is it going to be a bad result? I don't know. You'd have to ask sports book to sports book, but they don't, they don't want the Lakers to win. Let's put it that way. Mm -hmm. That'd probably be really bad for them. Uh, especially probably. now, because I assume that even though, it, it looks like a dumpster fire from the outside. And it, and it sounds like it is, according to some of the reporting uh, from beat reporters that are there every single day. There are probably people scooping up those 40 to one tickets. So it's 42 to one tickets just because. You might as well. Can, you might as well. I, can, I get LeBron and AD. I'm just going to take a lottery ticket. Why not? It's, it's not. It's. <sighs> Listen, at the end of the day, you just said it. It's LeBron and AD. It's worth sprinkling a little flyer on that. I mean, it just is. Uh, but I'm just amazed that the odds are still staying there. And your team that's ahead of them is 100 to 1. Hell, I might want to <laughs> sprinkle. I don't think the Clippers are going to do 
anything, like anything no. at all. But hearing 101, I'm sorry. I might sprinkle a little something on that. Uh, out there, do you want to see a play-in game between those two teams? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, honestly, it would be the only thing to really look forward to in the L.A. playoffs <laughs> team because neither team's going to do anything. Yeah, no question. Oh, man, that's... uh. God, they've been so bad on the road. Nine and eighteen. <laughs> How are they nine and eighteen on the road? They're just terrible. They lost to the mess. Portland. They lost to Portland, and it wasn't even the Portland team. They, what, what's what's Portland's G League team? That's the team they right. lost to. Like yeah. that was just that was one of the most embarrassing losses I've ever seen. To which I'm like, oh my god, burn it all down and start over. Can we get Eddie? Can we get like Eddie Jones back or something? Like this is awful. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's amazing. You can bet on teams that are, are going to make the play in. You can bet on the conference seating, actually make the playoffs and look at your, uh, your clear sports books rules. Does it mean that they're in the top eight or does it mean they're in the top six before the play in? Uh, you always want to check that out. Uh, but as we wait another day for the NBA action to resume here, we do have some uh, some games in college hoops. And the one that's got to be on everybody's radars is what we were all talking about for about 48 hours. What happened over the weekend with Michigan? So you don't have Juwan Howard because he's suspended for the rest of the regular season. I'm curious, Cody, to see what happens with this number. So this morning it was Michigan minus five, minus five and a half against Rutgers. I'm curious to see what the sports betting market does. Are they going to bet on Michigan without Juwan Howard? They've got their next four games at home. Defensively, they don't create any turnovers. Is there going to be any sort of response from this roster? And I'm sure many are going to overlook Rutgers here. They just lost to Purdue. Purdue, one of the top teams. They, they're probably going to end up with a one seed once we get to March Madness here. But Rutgers just beat Illinois, Wisconsin, Ohio State, Michigan State, uh, there might be some value on this Rutgers side. They're not bad. They're not bad at all. But I have actually a separate question for you altogether about Michigan. Juwan Howard out for the out for the rest of the regular season. You're right. Say this team goes on a run without Juwan <laughs> Howard. Do you bring Juwan Howard back next year? Hmm. Do you want him back for the play for the conference? Do you want tournament? him back for the playoffs? <laughs> I don't know. I if if yeah. they go on a run, say they just go on a tear, does do you start going? Maybe Juwan Howard was a bit of a problem. But he Yeah. Something something's off with the dude. Like this keeps happening. Why does this keep happening? Time. And and by the way, for for everybody that was also ripping on Greg Gard, like you can't touch a man, all that stuff, he was trying to tell him what was happening. And the other part that, that Juwan Howard failed to acknowledge was that he was pressing in the game late. So he was not calling off the dogs. He was not saying ball game over. You, you can't get mad. And then if you go back a few games, Juwan Howard, as far as timeouts, he was doing the same damn thing. So I, I didn't understand where Howard was coming from. I really, I really don't. But hey, Paul just put in the chat a very good point. Martelli has been to an Elite Eight before. And oh I'm just saying, what if, what if it's it's a possibility that this could happen and it would just add to the drama? If if it does, if they go on a run, that is something you've got to look at. Um, because after the Rutgers game, they've got Illinois. Michigan State, Iowa, and Ohio State. That's a tough final four games of the regular season. So 
I, I wonder if they're like, you know, why don't you sit out the conference tournament as well? The league really do- doesn't want this bad coverage and you're going to be the number one story going in. And, you know, we make a ton of money. A lot of viewers come in for the big 10 tournament. Why, why don't you sit out the conference tournament as well and see what happens? I mean, if they go on a run, you got to do it. <laughs> I think you have no choice. Kind of re reassess and uh, let Martelli take him to the elite eight again. Oh, wow. That, that would be a lot of fun. All of a sudden, could be a, a bit of a darling there because uh, John Howard no longer there when many were upset with him. Joe Ostrowski, Cody Decker, this is a BetQL Daily. Coming up next, let's uh, let's talk some hockey. Let's see what we can bet on tonight's slate. A terrific hockey handicapper, Alex B. Smith, will join us. Uh, Cody Decker sitting in for Aaron Hawksworth and Joe Giglio. I'm Joe Ostrowski. This is the BetQL Network. <laughs>